Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, let us all say amen. Thank you, Sister Jackie, for opening up for me. Appreciate that. God bless all of you. Uh, wonderful people on today. Truly, it is a blessing as well as a privilege to be in the house of the Lord on today. Well, it's a beautiful day outside, and uh, we pray all is well with you and all is well with your family on today. We thank Almighty God for blessing us to just be in the house of the Lord uh, again on today. Well, if you got your Bible, we're going to get right into our study uh, on this morning. Uh, we pray. Uh, for one another, the Lord will continue to bless us and keep us in these last and evil days. In the book of Genesis, I want to start right there. In the book of Genesis, Genesis, the uh, second chapter. I um, Every time I uh, look back at the book of Genesis, uh, the book of creation, the beginning, I just get excited about the Lord and what the Lord is doing, what the Lord, how the Lord brought everything into uh, existence. So Genesis chapter two. Look at that, if you will. Going back to the beginning. You know, sometimes you just got to go back to the beginning. Uh, chapter two, verse number seven says, "And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground." Y'all see that? That's how we got here. Not the Big Bang. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathe into his nostrils the the breath of life and man became a living soul that's how we got here god made us from the dust of the ground and he breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life and and man became a living soul thank god for jesus thank god that we have a a soul uh, a living soul within us right now. Now, come down to chapter, well, well, in the same chapter, chapter 2, uh, man became a living soul. I want to skip down to verse number 15. Take a look at this. Verse number 15 said, Genesis 2, 15, and it said, and the Lord God, you know, everywhere you read in the Bible where it said Lord God, there, there's many names of God. God, God. God was known as Jehovah. Uh, he was known as Elohim, and he was known with many other names in the Bible. But every time you see where it said, and the Lord God, the Lord God is the name that God used uh, in relationship with man. We are in a, uh, a relationship, covenant relationship with the Lord. And he always referred to us when he's dealing with his creation, his people. He said, and the Lord God, that means the creator, the Lord means over all in God that made us. The Lord God. Uh, he used that term many times when he's speaking in relationship to his creation. Verse 15 said, and the Lord God took the man and put him uh, into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now notice God made man and then God gave man a job, uh, uh, an assignment. He put him in the midst of the garden to what? Keep it, look after it. Keep it, keep it clean, keep it, uh, keep it up. Uh, in, in whatever ways the upkeep of the garden uh, was called upon, was calling for, God put him in there to keep it, okay? Uh, verse number 16 said, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, 
of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat, eat uh, mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in that day thou uh, eateth thereof, thou shalt die. Now, this is the, this is the uh, uh, commandment of the Lord. He said, now, every tree that's in the midst of the garden, you may eat it. You can eat of it freely. Uh, but the tree that's, uh, that, that has the uh, ability to give one knowledge of good and evil, he said, now, of that tree, don't eat it. But notice what the Lord said. In the day that thou eat, thou shalt surely die. When you eat off this tree, you're going to surely die. Now, we, we know that he took of that fruit and they did eat it. But Adam didn't die immediately, right? Adam and Eve, they died spiritually. It was a spiritual death. Well, God originally intended for man to live forever. Adam and Eve was born, they were made uh, in the image of God. And they were, uh, Adam was made holy just like God. And God intended for him to live forever and ever. But when he ate of that forbidden fruit, then uh, death was pronounced upon man. Because the Lord said, the day you eat it, you're going to die, not physically death, but a spiritual death. So just think about it, a physical death and a spiritual death. So right now, we look at our generation and look at people. They may not be dead physically, but spiritually, they're dead. All right? And so Jesus is coming to bring us back alive spiritually. Now, he said, the day you eat it, that's the day you're going to die. And verse 18 said, and the Lord said, Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. In other words, helper, somebody to help. Uh, and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air. And brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. Isn't that something? Adam named everything. If Adam said it was a bird, it was a bird. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, uh, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to all fowls of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helpmate for him. Verse 21. And the Lord caused a deep sleep. To fall upon Adam. First surgery. You talk about surgery. This is the first operation, the first surgery that will ever perform. And the Lord God formed a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And ribs which the Lord had taken from man made he the woman and brought unto him. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Uh, and he called her woman. All right, verse 24 said, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Now check this out, verse 20, the 25th verse. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Y'all see that? This particular time when God made Adam and Eve, this is called uh, the dispensation of innocence. They knew no sin. They knew no evil. They knew they didn't know no wrong. Uh, they was innocent, innocent from everything. But after they uh, partake of that forbidden fruit, amen, Adam uh, brought sin into the world. 
He was, he was innocent of anything, couldn't be blamed for nothing. But when he ate of that fruit, the Bible said, the eyes was open. Now, there's seven, seven uh, dispensations. Going forward, Lord willing, I'm going to teach on all seven of them. But with Adam, this is the uh, first dispensation, which is called the dispensation of conscience. Conscious. He didn't have a conscience that would remind him of right and wrong, evil and good, because there was no right, there was no wrong, everything, it was all good. And so this is the dispensation of, uh, uh, in, I'm sorry, dispensation of innocence. The next uh, dispensation will be the dispensation of conscience. We'll deal with it in the future as we talk about. So here we got two innocent people until they partake of that fruit. And the next dispensation will be dispensation. Now man has a conscience. We'll deal with that going forward. Okay. Now look at the uh, look at the third chapter. I'm gonna do just a little reading here. I want to deal with the devil and what's going on and how uh, Jesus Christ, God, had this whole plan of salvation uh, set up that He was going to bring Jesus into the world to redeem man back to God. Now the third chapter. This is dealing with the fall of man. Uh, in this particular chapter, we'll find uh, the big lie. Amen. The big lie. Verse, chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was made more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Did God tell you that? The devil talking to the woman, the serpent it is, okay? Uh, notice he said the serpent was talking to the woman. Then said the devil, and the woman said unto the serpent, uh, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the Lord did tell Adam and Eve, don't eat of it and don't touch it, lest you die. Didn't he do it? All right, that's what the Lord instructed them to do. But verse number four said, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Now looking back in the second chapter, the Lord said, The day you eat it or touch it, you're going to die. And the devil said, You shall not surely die. This is the big lie. This is what we call the big lie. Uh, when the devil is going against what God said, trying to deceive the woman, he said, you shall not surely die. But now the devil knew exactly what God meant when he said, the day you touch it, the day you eat it, you're going to die. The devil knew that she wasn't going to die physically, but she was going to die spiritually. And this is what we're dealing with now uh, in our day and time. Spiritual death. Man don't know God. Children don't know God. Boys and girls don't know God. Spiritually, they don't know God. They have died spiritually. And Satan knew that she was going to die. She was going to lose out with God spiritually. And, this, and ever since that day, we've been fighting, trying to get back to God. But thank God for Jesus Christ who made a way. Now, the devil said, neither shall you. Uh, he said, he said no, verse 4 said, and the seven, you shall not surely die. This is a big lie. And check this out. Uh, going along with the big lie is in verse 5, also a big, the big lie. Two big lies. One big lie, you shall not surely die. The second big lie is, for God do know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. Now, now that's the truth. That's the truth. 
But here's what a big lie is. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. That's the second big lie, that you are going to be as gods. Now, there's no God but God Almighty. We living in a world today where people have made gods and idol out of things. People call folks their goddess and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and certain men, they have lots of authority, lots of power, and they think that they are God. We live in day and time now that even the government began to think that they are God. The government is not God. There is no God but the Lord God Almighty. So the devil told these two big lies that you're not going to surely die, number one. Number two is you shall be like God. In other words, what he's saying, you shall be like God. Satan from the beginning of the human race has tempted humans to believe that they can be like God. There's no way that mortal man can be like God. You are not going to be as gods. There are no gods. We're all men and women. We're all God's creation. There's no man, never worship a man that like he's God. Even in the last day, this is one of the big lies that the Antichrist is going to receive and fool the people, that he is God. The Bible says he's going to come to the temple of God, sitting up in there, acting like he is God. That's the lie that the Antichrist is going to come forth with. So here's Satan, Satan trying to deceive people that they can be as God. Uh, become uh, independent from God Almighty and as such become false gods. Uh, humans now seek to derive, uh, you know, derive moral knowledge and ethical discernment from their own mind and desire, independent from God's words. Nevertheless, only God has the right to determine what is good and what's evil. In other words, the Bible, Satan told them, you're going to know what's good and evil. Man do not have the, the ability to know what's good and evil. This is the reason why our world is in the shape that it's in now. They're calling good evil and evil good, right, wrong, and wrong, right. Man do not have that ability to, 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 to know what's right. We understand what's good and what's right What's wrong by the laws of God and only by the laws of God. That's the only way we know right and wrong. And without the laws of God, who can say this is wrong, this is right? Who can say that? Nobody. Nobody can say that. This is one of the reasons why our world today is in trouble. They want to write their own path. They want to, they want to write their own future. They want, to call, uh, they want to call what they call is right. But you know, they just got here the other day like we have. So how can you tell me what's right and you just got here the other day like I got here? We get our laws uh, and, 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 and from, the, from God Almighty. Okay, so here, here he said, you're going to be as gods, knowing good and evil. That's a second big lie. But I want to point out something else to you. We're going to stop right here. I want to point out something else to you in the book of uh, Jeremiah. Hold this point. We're coming back. But turn over to the book of Jeremiah, the 10th chapter. Jeremiah 10, see the devil's told the woman, you, you and Adam, you all are going to be as gods, knowing good and evil. The man don't know what's good. Man don't know what's evil. The president don't know what's right. The, the governor don't know what's right. This is why they got our laws all messed up where they said, well, okay for uh, two men to marry. It's okay for two women to marry. They don't know what's right. You're going to be as gods, knowing good and evil. No, you're not. That's a lie. You don't know what's right. 
If you, if you knew anything, you know that that's wrong. They don't know what's right, but Satan told them, you eat this fruit, you're going to be as God, knowing good and evil. Well, I tell you what, the way they messing up now, and what they calling good and what they calling evil, I tell you, it's just a messed up situation. Look at Jeremiah 10, 10, 11, 12, what God said about these folks, that, uh, about these gods. In, in, in the 10th chapter, Jeremiah 10, 10, it said, but the Lord is the true God. There it is. He is the living God. And, uh, and everlasting king. At his wrath, the earth shall tremble. And the nation shall be able, shall not be able to abide his indignation. You can't handle God's wrath when it comes. Verse number 11 said, Thus shall ye say unto them, Say this to the people, The gods that have not made the heavens and the earth, even they shall perish from the earth and from and from under these heavens. Notice what he said. The gods that didn't make the heaven and earth, these gods shall perish. So Satan told Adam and Eve that when you eat of this fruit, you're going to be as gods. Well, I tell you what, Adam and Eve didn't make heaven. Adam and Eve didn't make the earth. And everything in this world that called themselves a god or want to be referred to as God, God said, tell, say this unto them, the gods that had not made heaven and earth, even they shall perish. Every one of them are going to die and perish from the earth and from under these heavens. Verse 12 said, He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom and has stretched out the heavens by his distression. God did that. The Lord God Almighty and all the other gods that Satan is talking about, you're going to be as gods. You know, we have celebrities in the world, and the world look up to them as gods, like entertainers like Michael Jackson, great celebrities who sing and act and entertain us. The world has made gods and icons out of these people. But look, they're not gods, and we're not to make gods out of them. They didn't make the heaven. They didn't make the earth. And if they didn't do that, all these gods, God said, they're going to perish. So Satan told another big lie right here, said, you're going to be as God, knowing good and evil. No, you're not. They don't know good. They don't know evil. Apart from the word of God, no man know good. No man knows evil apart from the word of God. Verse number six said, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Now, one thing about it. Don't let the devil fool you. Because the devil showed you, he said, this tree is good for food. Well, God said, don't touch it. So man is, is adventuring now into territories that he shouldn't uh, in, uh, in, uh, adventure into. So she saw the tree. Well, this tree is good for food. We can use it. This is the same uh, 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 ideology that man has today. Well, the man has an idea that we can, uh, we can put a man on the moon. We can do this. We can do that. They've been trying to, get, they've been trying to fix it where uh, a man can have a baby for I don't know how long. They're they trying, they trying to fix it. They're trying to find a way to make it happen. It ain't going to happen, man. Ain't no hap it's not going to happen. So the woman saw that the tree was good for food. It don't matter what you see it good for. Leave it alone. And this is what man need to do. No matter the, the imagination and the thought that come in his mind, he need to leave it alone. 
Because it ain't, it's not going to happen. It's going to eventually destroy you. Uh, and that it was pleasant to the eyes. And the tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And she gave it also unto her husband with her. And he did eat. Check this out. And the eyes of them both was, the eyes of them both were open. And they knew that they were naked. See, in the beginning, they didn't have a conscience. They were innocent. They didn't know that they was naked. But when they ate of this tree, they knew that they was naked. And they threw fig leaves together and made themselves apron. Verse 8 said, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the God. Now, when Adam and Eve ate of this tree, the fruit off the tree, they knew that they was naked and they went and hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. It's, it's just the same act uh, goes on today. When, when men go out and do wrong, don't they try to hide from the presence of the Lord? They don't, they don't want to come to church. They don't want to, you know, just stay away from God. When you're wrong, you just don't want to, just don't want to be in the presence of the Lord because they know, praise God, they know uh, what they have done. Well, I ain't going to church. I, uh, I, I think I drank a little too much last night. I ain't, I ain't going to church. I, uh, we parted. We smoked hard last night. You know, when man do wrong, he don't want to go in the presence of the Lord. This is the reason why folks don't want to come to church today. They know they're doing wrong. They know they're doing, they know they've been messing up and they, they want to hide from the presence of the Lord just like Adam and Eve did. But you know, when, you, when, you, when you're doing the right thing, you want, the Bible said, come into his presence uh, with thanksgiving, enter the gate uh, with praise. But, but when you ain't doing right, you just don't want to go to church. Isn't that right? That's why they don't want to come to church. They ain't doing right. Amen. But thank God for those of you that press your way on out and, and press your way on out to the Lord. Amen. So the Lord can help. But notice, he said, he said, Lord, when we heard you coming, we uh, we hid ourselves because uh, uh, we knew we was naked. And, 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 and notice what it said. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where are thou, Adam? And he said, I heard that voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. See, when you're naked, when you're naked, you hide. Verse 11 said, and he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Adam, who told you that? You, you never knew that before. How, who told you that you was naked? Have thou eaten of the tree which I command thee? That thou should not eat? Who told you that you was naked? And, uh, and, and, and have you done what I told you that you shouldn't do? Verse 12 said, And the man said, The woman whom thou gave to me, gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Amen. The blame game. Except, instead of accepting responsibility, said, Yes, Lord, I ate it. Put it all on somebody. Oh, Lord, the woman you gave me, she ate it, and she... Deceive me to eat it. Man, when when we going to start confessing up for, for ourselves? Own up to your responsibility. Don't put the blame on nobody else. If, if you did it, you did it. It's your fault. Somebody said, if I die and I go to hell, it ain't nobody's fault but mine. I got a Bible. I should have read it. 
If I die, my soul be lost. Ain't nobody fault but mine. Ain't, well, Sister Johnson fault. Well, she led me astray. She told me, well, ain't nothing wrong with uh, uh, doing this right here. Ain't nothing wrong with having a little fun. It's my fault for listening to somebody that don't know what they're talking about. Can't say amen somebody. We all, and men have been doing the blame game ever since this day. Blame somebody else for, for their own fault. Amen. When we going to own up, own up and confess our sins, confess our own faults. All right. Notice what he said right here. Uh, now, he said, now, did you do that? Uh, did you eat of the tree that I told you not to eat of? And uh, he said, well, the woman, she did it. And verse 13 said, and the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that I have done? What have you done, Eve? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me. So she put it on the snake. Adam put it on Eve, and Eve put it on the serpent. But it ain't nobody's fault but Eve. It's nobody's fault but Adam. Verse 14 said, and the Lord said unto the serpent. Now, I got something to say to you, serpent. Check this out. There's a few points I want to hit right here, then we're going to move right along. The Lord God said unto the serpent. All right. Y'all see it? Because thou had done this, oh, you got to punish me coming, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall I go. There it is. Here's the curse, Satan. Here's, here's the curse God gave to the serpent because he deceived Eve and Eve deceived Adam. He said, no. He said, upon thy belly shall I go and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. So God said, because of this, you're going to go up on your belly, crawl on the ground the rest of your life, and dust shall I eat. Now, one man told me, you know, before the Lord cursed the serpent, he used to walk. I don't know did he walk or did he stood up on his tail. I don't know how he traveled, how he got around. But the Lord cursed him and said, from now on, because you deceived Eve, and then Adam got involved, here's your curse. You're going to be on your belly for the rest of your life, and you're going to eat the trail dust. Somebody said, bite the dust. The rest of your life, this is your curse. And um, me being an old country boy, uh, years ago when I was young, uh, they told us, well, uh, I heard the same thing. They said, well, uh, the devil used to walk up right on. He had legs. They told us that when we was in the country. And they said, when you, we, I killed many snakes, me and my brother. And they said, when you kill the snake, I'll, I'll turn him over. Oh, I was looking for those legs. I would take sticks and things and rub his stomach. About. I'm trying to see where the legs were. Because he said the snakes, they used to walk. And they said, well, if you put them in the fire and burn them, the legs will come out. And we would kill snake after snake after snake and put them in the fire and burn them. I was looking for those legs to pop out. The legs never came out, y'all. I ain't never seen the legs yet. But they say he used to walk. But I was trying to see where the legs was at. I don't know if they have legs, but that's just an old tail that they told. But however, maybe he stood up on his tail. But I know one thing. God said, well, now from now on, you're going to be on your belly. I don't know if they have legs for James or not. He traveled some kind of way. <laughs> but God said, from now on, you're going to be on your belly. And you're going to eat the trail dust. Let's go just a little bit further here, y'all. Now, not only are you going to eat the trail dust, God had something else for him too. In verse number 15, here's another. This, is, this, this right here is the plan of salvation coming, in, coming into being right here. Verse 15. And, and the Lord said, you're going to eat the dust the rest of your life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. 
I, I, I never understood this, this verse for many, many years. And I began to look into it and research and see what the Lord is saying. This verse right here is prophesied the forecoming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The plan of salvation is coming in play. So Adam and Eve are outside. They're outdoors now. And they, they, they don't fall into sin. Now God made a plan to redeem man in verse 15. He said, I'm going to put an image between thy seed and her seed. It's going to bruise your head. In other words, uh, it, the God, God is bringing about, he promising that Jesus Christ is going to come into the world through Eve. And through Eve, he was going to bring salvation to humanity, and he was going to bruise Satan's head. And we're going to bruise Jesus' heel. This is prophecy that Jesus is going to destroy the devil, and Jesus is going to be crucified on the cross. The bruising of the head and bruising of the heel, the bruising of the heel with Jesus Christ being crucified on the cross, and the bruising of the head when he done that, he destroyed the works of Satan. And he brought salvation to humanity all right here in verse number 15. Y'all see me? Y'all see it? All right, now let's go just a little bit further. Now, turn with me to the New Testament, the book of Romans. Now, God going to bring, I, I thank God for Jesus Christ bringing the, the plan of salvation to us. Uh, this verse contained the first uh, 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 implied promise of God's plan of redemption for the world. It predicts the ultimate victory for uh, humankind and God over Satan and evil by prophesying of a spiritual conflict between the seed of the woman, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the seed of the serpent, Satan, and his follower. Thank God. Thank God Almighty, brothers and sisters. I thank God that God put enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. You know what? And what, what we know now, where Satan belongs, he belongs under our feet. Can you say amen? amen? We need to take our rightful place in God. Stop being who God said we who God said we are and put Satan where he belongs. He don't belong beside me. He don't belong in front of me. No, he don't belong. We need to put him what? Put him on our feet. Put him behind us. And when we start putting the devil in his place, we begin to walk in victory in our lives. But I thank God the plan of salvation is in force in verse number 15. Now, look in the New Testament. Talk just a little bit more about what Satan, what God done. Satan uh, uh, got Adam and Eve, amen, to, to go against God and, and get everything, uh, 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 get man in condemnation and all uh, messed up in sin. Uh, but look at what God Look at what God is doing. Romans, the fifth chapter. Romans, the fifth chapter. Y'all see it? Come down to verse number six. Romans, the fifth chapter. Look at that verse number six. It said, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Thank God. Somebody said, thank God for Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I thank God for you. When we were without strength, you know what? God died. Jesus died for the ungodly. I thank God for coming into the world to fix up what Adam and Eve messed up. When we were without strength, thank God today. We didn't have strength, but now we got strength today. We need to walk as men and women, boys and girls, sisters and brothers in Christ. Let's start walking like we got strength. Let's stop walking like we weak. Let's stop walking like we don't know what we're going to do. We don't know where we're going, what, what God's will is for us. Let's start walking in strength because Jesus brought strength. Thank God. Somebody said, thank God for strength. 
for the strength of God, the strength of the Holy Ghost. Paul said, God, he has strengthened us in our inner man. My inner man has been strengthened today. And without that strength in the inner man, Lord, no, we, 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 we couldn't make it. And so when we were without strength, Christ died. And he said, in due time. Y'all see it? He died just in time. Amen. I thank God for dying in due time for the ungodly. He died for you and I. Y'all see it? He died for us. And I thank God today for that. Now, let's go just a little bit further. In the book of Corinthians, turn over a few more pages. In due time, in due time, Christ died for us. Uh, Romans, the, what, 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 I'm still, well, I'll, let me stay, still stay in the fifth chapter. Then I'm, I'm, I'm going to move just a little bit further. We have verse six. Uh, it says, uh, 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 for in due time, Christ died for, I want, let me read down to the uh, 19th verse. All right, look at verse number seven. For scourges for a righteous man will one die. Yet preventers for a good man, some would even dare to die. You know, people don't want, wouldn't die for you today. Who would, who would uh, exchange places uh, with a man that's in the casket? Or somebody dying, you said, no, let him live and I'll die in his place. People don't do that. But I thank God Jesus loved us so much he did. But, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Who died for us? Christ died for us. I thank God for Jesus that uh, uh, Christ, God commended his love toward us and, and, and Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. What Adam did, when Adam sinned, we all became sinners. And we were all yet sinners. Christ died for us. Verse 9 said, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. How are we saved? It's not, it's not Buddha going to save us. It's not some other strange God going to save us. If we're going to be saved from the wrath to come, we're going to be saved through the blood of Jesus. I encourage everybody, they need to get under the blood of Jesus. His shed blood on the cross for you and I, this is the blood that's going to save us. We're saved through his blood. By his blood. And I thank God today for the blood of Jesus. Amen. We're saved by the blood that he shed for us. Much more than uh, being, uh, being now justified by his blood. Justified. You know justification. Justified. In other words, we're in right standing with God. We're in, we in a good position right now, brothers and sisters. Justified. You know, when you're justified, you're not condemned. There, there, there's not, nothing between my, 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 my soul and my Savior right now because I'm justified by the blood of Jesus. I can go to God. Somebody said, I can go to God. And there, there was a time you and I, we couldn't go to God because of our sin. But now because of what Jesus done, I'm justified. See, uh, you, can't, you can't go to God uh, he, don't, he can't stand. He will not look upon sin. This is one of the reasons when Jesus was on the cross, when Jesus told the Father, he said, Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? The Father turned his back on Jesus. He, because God, Jesus took on our sin. All of the, the sins of the world was on Jesus' shoulder. Y'all follow what I'm saying? The sins of the world was upon Jesus' shoulders. And, and, and he, was, he was our sin. When Jesus was on the cross, he became sin for us. God can't look upon sin. 
So God turned his back on Jesus and let Jesus die the death he died because Jesus became sin for you and I. And this is why Jesus said, Father, why has thou forsaken me? Only for a moment, only for a moment, he did this, that the work of God might be fulfilled. So he said in verse number nine, we are saved from wrath through him. Verse 10 said, but for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. How did we get back to God? See, we, lo we know what we lost. We lost what we lost. We lost what we had in God when Adam and Eve ate of that forbidden fruit. When God said, Adam, what is this that thou hast done? Eve, what have you done? What have y'all done? For, where, for if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. We are saved today, brothers and sisters, by the life of Jesus Christ. So if we are going to be saved at all, we're saved by the life of Jesus Christ. You can't get around it. You can't go under it. You, you just can't go over it. We're saved by the life of Jesus Christ. Walking the streets and doing what we do. Brothers, you'll never make it to heaven without Jesus. Now I understand why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can never be saved apart from Jesus. No, Now the world don't like this now because they want, they, they want there to be other ways and other methods of being saved. But, but you can't be saved apart from Jesus Christ. Here it is right here in the word. He said now uh, we are saved by his life. Not uh, 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 Muhammad's life. Not, not some other God's life. But we're saved by the life of of Jesus. Can you say amen right there? I thank God we're saved by his life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. You want to be saved, you got to see Jesus. Somebody said you got to see Jesus. Amen. If you want to be saved. Verse number 11 said, and not only so, but we also joy, joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For by whom we now receive atonement. See, we, we, we have joy in God. I, I got so much joy now in God. Somebody, I got joy like a river. Oh, Lord, let, let the river, just, just let it flow. The Holy Ghost is just like a river flowing it out through our body. He, I got joy like a river through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Somebody say, I got joy, 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 joy. Hallelujah. Down in my heart. Amen. And we got this joy in God through our Lord, uh, our Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. How did man, how did we be, uh, become atoned? We were atoned by the death and burial and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We have atonement. We have atonement. Amen. Jesus paid it all. I thank God. Easter is getting ready to come up here next month, and we're going to be celebrating our risen Savior. We have atonement. You know, ain't nobody else can atone for man's sin but God. He's the only one that can atone for our sin. Amen. He did it all. I thank God. He did it all. So we have now, we receive the atonement. Verse number 12, going right on down. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. And we understand that. What Adam did in Genesis chapter 2, one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. One man sin, 
uh, brought death into the world, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So what Adam done, everybody since Adam, after Adam, death has been passed upon them. For that all have sinned. Somebody said, well, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do anything. Adam did it for us. We're the children of Adam and Eve. And we all are sinners. We were all born sinners because what Adam See, Adam passed the sin on to us. This is why we needed a Savior. This is why we needed our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for undoing what Adam did. I thank you for fixing what Adam messed up. Amen. I thank God for that. So he said, for death passed upon all men. I don't care how cute he is, how, how pretty she is. You, 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 you're a sinner. Oh, he's so cute. He's such a doll, but he's born a sinner. And he needs Jesus Christ. For that all, all have sinned. Verse 13 said, for unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed. Uh, where there is no law. Verse 14 said, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam, y'all see it, to Moses, even over them that had not sinned. Lord, you didn't have to do anything, but because of what Adam done, I tell you, sin reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after the simplitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him, that was to come. Adam was a figure of the one that was to come that was Jesus Christ. Verse 15 said, follow along with me. We just teach it this morning. But, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For, it, for if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abound unto men. So Adam was the offender. The offense came into the world by Adam. But the free gift came into the world by Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Verse 16 said, and notice this. He said, and not as it is, as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of a minute offense unto justification. So one man brought the offense that brought judgment and brought condemnation. The free gift uh, came to many and gave us justification. I thank God for that. Thank God for Jesus. The free gift came to many and gave us justification. All right, just a little bit more here. Verse 12, 17 said, For if by one man offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. All right. Verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. So Adam condemned the world by what he done, his transgression. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life by what Jesus done. Verse 19. For as by one man disobedient, many were made sinners. There it is. So by the obedience of one, many shall be made righteous. So by the disobedience of one man, all of us was made, Lord have mercy, sinners. Just by what one man made. 
Don't you know Adam and Eve could have lived forever in the garden? They would have never died. The, say, the devil always messing up something. They would have never died. But they ate of that forbidden fruit. So by the disobedience of one man, many was made sinners. I didn't do nothing. Adam did it for me. You didn't do anything. And this is why it's so important that you meet the Lord during your lifetime. You, you didn't have to do nothing. Just by being born, you automatic a sinner. Adam did it all. Somebody said, well, I didn't do it. Adam did it. But yeah, we were the children of Adam. Now we got to be born again that we might be the children of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, Adam died spiritually. See, it was a, this is a spiritual thing. We died spiritually, and now we got to be made alive spiritually. And only God can do that. Only our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ can come back and give us the spiritual part of our life back that we had in the beginning. I thank God for reconnecting with God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, saints. I thank God today that now I can reconnect with God. We already were connected with God with Adam, but Adam broke that connection. Yeah. And Jesus Christ hooked it back up. Yeah. You ever had your phone disconnect? Then you paid it what you got in your, when you got your check, and they, 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 they connected back up. So I'm going to get hooked back up. I'm going to get the lights back on. So you were connected, and it got cut, turned off. And, but, but, but when you made, got everything straight, you got connected back up. This is the way it was with Adam. Adam was connected with God. He was hooked up a direct line from, from heaven, from earth to heaven. He was connected with the Father. Because spoke, speak with God. But sin broke that connection. Jesus Christ came back on the scene and, and, he, and, he, and he fixed that thing. He hooked us back up with God. Now we are reconciled back with God. What Adam done by the disobedience of one man, many were made sinner. And by the obedience of many, we are made. Look at that what he said. We are made righteous. Now I know I wasn't born righteous. When I came out, I know I was a sinner. But Jesus, thank God for Jesus, I was made righteous. What Jesus did made me and put me in the right standing of God. He put us in right, a right standing, right position with God. We were made righteous. We were born sinner, but God made us right. I, you know, sometimes you just got to make things right. You hear folks say, y'all got to make that right now. Go on, y'all. Go on, make it right. I thank God for Jesus. He made it right. So he made us. He made us a righteous of God. He made it right. All right. Uh, go just a little bit further. Check this out. Moreover, the law entered that the uh, offense might abound, but where sin abound, grace did much uh, more abound. I thank God for that. Uh, that as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace, grace reign uh through righteousness unto eternity, unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Right there. In Adam, we all died. But in Christ, we're all made alive. My last scripture here. Look at uh, Romans, the, uh, not Romans, 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Check this out. We see what Adam done. Adam, Adam had, it, had it made until he ate of that forbidden fruit. And condemnation came upon the whole world. Jesus fixed it. But everybody hadn't accepted what Jesus done. And everybody haven't accepted what Jesus had done and made right. Yet to this day, they remain a sinner. No matter who they are, what, what, you know, how they look, how much 
They'll love their sinner. And they have to be made right with God through what Jesus has done. 1 Corinthians 15 chapter. Check this out right here. And look at verse number 21. 1 Corinthians 15, 21. For since by man came death. We understand that. Man brought death into the world. They wasn't dying, but man brought death. Adam and Eve brought death. For since by man came death. By man came also the resurrection of the dead. So man brought death. Adam brought death. One man brought. And a man brought the resurrection of the dead. And I thank God for the man that brought the resurrection of the dead. We today believe in the man that brought resurrection of the dead. Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you. There will be a resurrection of the dead. One man brought death. One man brought life. I thank God for Jesus today. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came that they might have life and that they might have it, what? More abundantly. He came that we might have life. Lord, I thank you for life today. You, you're not living man and woman. You're not living until you meet the Lord. You don't know what life is all about until you meet the Lord. And this is the problem that the world is having today. They think they're living. They think they're living. Oh, no, but you're living beneath your privileges. You don't know what life is until you meet the Lord. Lord, I, I thank God that we're living a good life. Jesus is living an abundant life. God taking care of us. Amen. Meeting our needs. Amen. Y'all looking good. Look much better now than you ever looked before. Amen. God, God know how to fix you up, don't he? I thank God for Jesus. I'm in better shape now than I ever been in my life. We don't know what life was until I met the Lord. The Lord showed this old boy how to live. And we trying to get the world to learn and understand how to live. They going out there, don't, ain't got no more, they just want to drink everything up. They're going to smoke it up and drink it up and eat it up. They just, the devil just going to kill them. But I thank God I learned how to live. You ain't doing nothing until you learn how to live. Amen. Thank God for learning how to live. God taught her how to live down here on this earth. Didn't he do it? I thank God. He taught her to live, how to live, and we living a good life in Jesus. Amen. Look good, smell good, walk good. It's all good. Can you say amen, somebody? So he said right here, he said, look, for, for since by, by, by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. That's our Lord and Savior. For verse 22 said, for in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So in Adam, we all died, but in Christ we are made alive. So now if you are not in Jesus today, I got news for you. If you're not in Christ today, Christ Jesus, you're not alive. You're not alive. You're dead. You're still dead. You are, you are, you are spiritually dead. Can you say amen, somebody? I, I think God, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not spiritually dead. I'm alive. For as in Adam all died. Even in Christ shall all be made alive. We are alive today. You don't know what life is all about. You are not living till you meet the Lord. What man is doing now, they just mere existing. People, people live and exist to, 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 uh, uh, just to do things, you know. But we're, 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 we're here and we're not just existing. We're living. Living a, a good life, the abundant life. You got to let God, Lord, show me how to live. Until he show you how to live, you're going to live a miserable life. You will never be happy. Man will never be happy. It don't, I don't matter what you possess. 
See, life does not uh, uh, consist in, in the abundance of, of what a man possess. So you can have all the money in the world and you're still not happy. Amen. You'll never be happy. You'll, you'll never be fully happy until you meet Jesus. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You can have all the money, you can have all the women, all the men, but you still won't be happy until you meet Jesus. Never be happy. So I said, well, if I had me a wife, I'd be happy. No, you won't. If I had me a man, I'd be happy. No, you won't. If I just had me a girlfriend, I'd be happy. No, you won't. If I just had a, a sweet boyfriend, no, you won't. You will never, never be happy until you meet Jesus. Because God is only somebody. He made us and he knows how to put that contentment in our hearts. The Bible said, therefore having food and raiment, there will be content. God knows how to make a man content. Right now, man is just greedy, greedy, greedy. The Bible said the eyes of man are never satisfied. You always want more, more, more. You see one car, you love it. Man, you go get it. Here come one just went past me. Man, look at that. <laughs> Ain't that, don't that look good? <laughs> well, you just went and got one. And, you, and the one went past you look good. The eyes of man would never be satisfied. No. Why? Because you're a man and you're walking in the flesh and you'll never be content and you'll never be satisfied. You got, you got one girl, she look good and you're looking at another one. You ain't going to never be satisfied. You got a wife and she look good but you ain't satisfied. You have a husband, he's a good man but you're not satisfied. You'll never be satisfied until you meet the Lord. God know how to satisfy our soul. I thank God for Jesus. So he said, for in Adam all died, but in Christ all shall be made alive. I thank God. I thank God. I, I'm, I'm alive and I'm free today. Somebody say, I'm free. Amen. No longer bound. Ain't no chain holding me. Soul is tired. Need resting. Oh, ain't nothing but a blessing. Thank God. Hallelujah. I'm free. The devil had me bound, but Jesus lifted me. Can somebody say, I thank God I was bound, but Jesus lifted me. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for lifting me today. Thank you, God, for just taking that heavy load off me today. I thank God. See, some of us were carrying a heavy load. See, I'm telling you, some of us had a heavy load on us. But I thank God. God got that load off me. Man, it, 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 it's hard. It's hard to live the way the world wants you to live. But the way God wants you to live is good. See, the Bible said the way of a transgressor is hard. It's hard out there, y'all. It's hard in the street. It's hard living not the way the devil wants you to live. That's a hard life to live. But Jesus said, he said, come unto me. All you that labor and what? A heavy lane. And I will give you what? Rest for your weary soul. I'm resting now in Jesus the world don't know how to rest. The devil will run you raggedy. He'll run you all night long. He won't let you get no sleep. He won't let you get no rest till he kill you. He won't stop till he took a life. Y'all hear what I'm saying? The devil won't stop till he have taken that life. He'll run you. He'll drive you. And then when he kill you, well, I got this one. Let me go on there and enter Joe's house. Got to go get one more. But I thank God for Jesus. He lifted that heavy load, amen, that we was carrying. Amen. For in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. I'm alive today. 
Amen. I love this life. I love this life that I live. Saints, don't let nobody fool you. It's a good life. Ain't nothing no better. Ain't nothing no better than living a good life for Jesus Christ. You'll be happier. You'll be happier. You feel better. And at the end, you got a reward waiting on you. The Bible said there's a crown of life waiting for us. What's waiting on the sinners? What what they what they waiting on? They waiting on royal crown. Yeah, you know <laughs> Y'all didn't get that, did you? Y'all didn't get it. They waiting on royal crown. That's what they waiting on. But then the Bible said there's a crown of life waiting for us after this life is all over. I want my crown, an everlasting crown. Never have to die no more. Won't have to hurt no more. Won't have to work no well, no more. Can you say amen, somebody? Every day gonna be Sunday. Sabbath will have no end. Amen. I ain't working for a royal crown. I'm working for a golden crown. Put your hands together and say, Lord, I thank you. I'm working for a golden crown, not royal crown. Amen. Royal crown ain't going to do us no good. Just make matters worse. God bless you. I hope I said something for you today, to you today, that encourage your heart. God is good. And Adam all died. And they're still dead. Because they won't come to Jesus that they might have life. I want to encourage you today. You need to come to Jesus. You need to come to Jesus. Okay, how the world pulling on you. Brother, you need to come to Jesus. How the world put it, sister, you need to give your life to Jesus. No matter how they pray. Oh, be with us. Come on, be with us. You need to come to Jesus. Come on out of there. Then you hear the Lord said the other day, he said, come on out from among them. Come on out of there, y'all. Come on out. Come on out. I love you, but I don't love you that much. I ain't going to hell for nobody, y'all. Come on out of there. Come on out of there. I thank God. Amen for this life in Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.